Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Is This Thing On? So I never got around to asking you all if y'all actually like it when I tap on my mic. I mean, I think it's kind of become iconic at this point and it would kind of like not make sense to do it since I've been doing it for like 20 freaking episodes already. So if you don't like the mic thing, maybe like fast forward it 15 seconds later and you should be good. If you do like it, cool, great. Uh, it's kind of become a little iconic thing. And the reason I do the little mic tap check at the beginning is because one, I also like to do like a pre-run to make sure my mic is working correctly because this mic is a little wonky and eventually I will get a better setup and I will get a better mic. But until that day comes, you're just going to have to deal with this mic. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't have an editor. I don't have an editing team. I don't have a professional software to do this. I am just literally recording this on my laptop with my USB mic that I bought off of Amazon maybe like five years ago. And it cost it like $100. It's been holding up. You know, it has its glitches here and there, but it's whatever. But yeah, if you don't like the mic thing, um, just fast forward it a few seconds and you should be all right. You should be good. Um, and also like when I was coming up with the, like, I guess the podcast name for this podcast, I was like, is this thing on kind of sounds kind of cool because I'm recording this on, on a microphone and you know, like, you know, it's kind of like, one, two, three, mic check, mic check. And, you know, like I, I, I do that before I record these episodes. Like I do a little mic check just to make sure the mic is working properly and whatnot. And again, I know that like the mic has its like on days and off days. And so, yeah, I just do it for that sake. And also funnily enough, uh, I don't know if this was foreshadowing my, uh, podcast, uh, at all, but, um, I started a blog maybe like five years ago, um, and, uh, it's on WordPress. I believe it's on public. I think it's, it's a public blog. I think you can, you know, look at it. Oh, never mind. Almost six years ago, I started a blog. Wow, that it's it's been a while. Um, y'all can go find it if you want. It's called Shattered Bliss. Uh, WordPress.com. Uh, and the the tagline is called Exposing Reality. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm going off on a tangent, but basically, uh, the last blog post I made on this blog kind of foreshadowed the title of this podcast because uh, it's called this is the blog post titled um, and the last time I wrote a blog post was in December of 2017 December 9 2017 so that was a while ago um, that was a few months after I had graduated college um, so again not to go off on a tangent, but the title, the title of 
this uh, blog post is called Yo, Is This Thing Still On? And like, I don't know if this was me. I don't know if this was my past self being like, hey, you're clever. You're going to start a podcast in like a few years. Just give it time. I just thought that was kind of cool because and kind of surreal and kind of like strange how that just kind of happened, like a little deja vu moment that, you know, this blog post is called, yo, is this thing still on? And my podcast is called, is this thing on? And there's a few other podcasts out there that are called, is this thing on? But I was going to change the podcast to something else, like the title, you know, um, but I thought this is this thing on, you know, was catchy and cutesy and quirky. So, you know, I'm just a quirky girl. So we just rolled with it. Um, if at any point I decide to change the title of the podcast, y'all will be aware it will be changed everywhere on every single platform just so that no one gets confused. And yeah, I also didn't even ask you guys if you guys like the new little podcast photo that I put for this new podcast it was like a little squiggly thing before and now it's like a picture of my actual face um I promise one of these days I'll have like a professional photo shoot not that professional because they're kind of pricey but I'll have a little photo shoot where like maybe we can take some promotional pictures for the podcast because you know I do plan on doing this thing for a while. I love podcasting. I don't care if I don't get paid. It would be nice to get paid. But I really, really like podcasting. I love talking. I've always had an act for it. So, And in a way, I'm kind of playing homage to my grandfather, who used to be a broadcaster and, and an announcer, um, a respected one in Mexico. So, yeah. But that's just a little background on me. Maybe maybe this was all meant to be. I don't know. It was God's big plan that he wanted me to start a broadcast, a podcast, a podcast. Either way, it was, it was, it happened. It's been happening. We've been on air for about, what is it, September? I started in January. Eight months. About eight and a half months, you know? You know, it's almost like a baby. You know, we've been cooking up this podcast. There's been a bun in the oven for about eight, eight and a half months, you know? Which is awesome. And I hope this podcast keeps going for as long as it can. Even though I'm going to get really, really busy. So, should I give you guys a live update before I start on this podcast? I feel like I've been rambling and rambling and it's already been like seven minutes in. Anyways, if you're wondering what time I'm recording this podcast, I am recording it right now. On Sunday, September 20th at 3.55 p.m. with 28 minutes, 28 seconds to spare. Um, if you cared, you know, just throwing it out there. Anyways, little life update. Because um, I know that, you know, not much has changed in quarantine. But I feel like, you know, you guys are kind of like my family. Y'all are my friends, my buddies, and we're all in this together. And so this quarantine has been honestly such a godsend and such a blessing in so many ways. Uh, But it has also made me feel very, very um, 
distraught at times but here's some good news and here's a little life update drum roll please i have a job i officially have a job yep that is right i have a job now i have been awaiting this moment for about six months <laughs> and the good lord who is so faithful answered my prayers in due time so thank you jesus for answering my prayers and thank you for everyone out there that prayed for me to get a job it happened you know and i'm very 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 happy and very very grateful and even if i had not gotten a job yet i am still such a happy girl i've been such a happy girl for a lot the last two months and again i i can't explain it except that it's the work of the holy spirit and it's the work of god so but yeah, I have a job now. I am going to be working at a private Christian school that I have substituted before at. And um, I'm basically the new assistant assistant teacher for fourth grade and, and fifth grade. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be working with little almost teenagers. And it's adorable. I've met the kids. I love kids. Um, I'm not used to working with older, older kids. I'm used to working with the little ones, like little toddlers. But childcare and being in children's ministry has taught me so much about children and the developmental phases of their life that they are in. And I am equipped and ready and moved to take on this challenge of being with older kids. Either way, I love kids and I'm always happy to help with the kiddos. So. I've already learned all their names for fourth and fifth grade. Um, I'm very good with names. If you didn't know this about me, fun fact, I'm very good with names. It only takes me like one or two times to like literally get your name and it'll be stuck in my head. Even if I hadn't seen you in years and I suddenly see you out in public in person, I'll be like, oh, that's uh, Alex. Oh, that's Xavier. That's uh, that's Kimberly. You know, like I'll just remember. Um but yeah, I learned all the kids' names. Um, I subbed. I was a substitute this past week at the school that I'm going to be working at. For security purposes, I will not be disclosing what school I'm working at. If you are a close personal friend of mine or someone that has been praying for me or someone that knows about my job situation, you already know the deets, the details. So just in case I have a stalker on this podcast... I'm not going to be disclosing that, okay? Anyways, God forbid I have a stalker. I would not wish that upon anyone. But in the event that I do, my lawyers will be hearing from you. Anyways, sorry guys. I'm going off on a tangent. But uh, yeah, I got to substitute this past week in the fifth grade class for three days. And then on Thursday, I had an off day. And I came back on Friday and I shadowed the fourth grade class and i loved it i love both of them the teachers for those classes are so nice i am in such a good place to work at um yeah i love it i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to enriching these children's minds i freaking love it but anyways um 11 minutes into this podcast episode <laughs> This is not even what we're going to be talking about today, but I just thought I'd give you guys a little update, you know, because, yeah, whatever. 
in case I get any like fan mail or like any voice messages in, in my voicemail box, which I have not gotten. So if you want to call this podcast number, you know what to do. I'll put the podcast number at the end of this episode. Okay, so you go call it, right? Anyways, today we're going to be talking about um, a popular, uh, I mean, I would say it's kind of popular in psychology. Um, If you didn't know, my background is in psychology. I have a bachelor's of science degree in psychology, and I was doing my master's, but I had to withdraw from the master's program. I was doing it online because it was very, very expensive, and so... But yeah, eventually, God willing, I will get back into doing my master's because I want to do a master's in clinical psychology. I'm just very, very passionate about mental health and psychology, and that is what I want to do with my life. Um, But I also have an interest in education and real estate and like a bunch of other things. I don't know. The Lord is just opening all these like doors of curiosity for me to explore and, you know, I'm willing and able to go anywhere. So yeah, anyways, but... Yeah, if you didn't know, I have a background in psych. I'll be mentioning that sporadically throughout this podcast. Um, and today's, you know, topic is going to be about attachment styles. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because I had a very, very, very enlightening and very frank conversation with one of my closest friends. Um, and we were just kind of talking about and like kind of working through like his the reason he is the way he is and we kind of sort of narrowed it down to the type of attachment style that he is and the type of attachment style he grew up around and just like the way he was raised as a child that has everything to do with how you know you are going to approach people and how you're going to treat people and how you behave around people um and it all kind of came back to mommy and daddy issues everybody has mommy and daddy issues i don't care how stable your family is or unstable you all have mommy we all have mommy and daddy issues whether they are deeply rooted or surface level But anyways, when we were talking about mommy and daddy issues and attachment styles, um, yeah, that's like one of the main things that it came back down to that we noticed like certain patterns aligned with certain attachment styles. So today we're going to be kind of like just grazing the surface of attachment styles. And I think I'm going to make this into a series. Um, let me know if you want to want me to make it into a series. I can. Um, but today we're just going to talk about what attachment styles are and what they sort of, I guess the sort of different attachment styles that there is. Okay, so without further ado, because we are 15 minutes into this podcast episode, let me kind of sort of introduce what attachment styles are, what an attachment style is. So, um, Also, if you want the links to the articles that I'm going to be putting down below, they will be in the podcast description notes, in the show notes, in the description. Um, It's from the APA website. Um, If you don't know what the APA is, it's the American Psychological Association. Um, One of the most valuable and 
sources for empirical research. Um, if you want to look up anything mental health or psychology related, I highly recommend to go on the APA website because everything is empirically based, uh, evidence-based research. Everything um, is well examined and well researched on there so highly recommend if you are looking for a case study or if you want to just like look at articles on there browse it on there um recommend the apa i'm not just saying that because i'm biased and i am a psychology major but it's it's valuable anyways so here we are uh attachment style so according to the apa this is what attachment style is. It's the characteristic way people relate to others in the context of intimate relationships, which is heavily influenced by self-worth and interpersonal trust. Theoretically, the degree of attachment security in adults is related directly to how well they bonded to others as children. Four distinct categories of adult attachment styles are typically identified. Dismissive attachment, fearful attachment, preoccupied attachment, and secure attachment. Attachment styles with respect to infant-mother relationships were first described by Mary D. Salter Ainsworth and her colleagues who identified two main styles, secure attachment and insecure attachment, the latter characterized by various patterns, I, examples, ambivalent attachment, anxious avoidant attachment. Different attachment styles in infancy are associated with different psychological outcomes in childhood and later life. So in a nutshell, that is what attachment style comes down to. So it is influenced by self-worth and interpersonal trust. What does that mean for us? It means basically in layman's terms that based on the way you view yourself and based on the levels of trust you have with other people is how you are sort of um, curating your attachment style. Um, and today we're going to kind of go into, you know, um, the different attachment styles that come with this podcast episode. And next week, like I said, we'll probably do a series on this because this is very like extensive and long and I wanted to go about it the right way. And that's why um, I was like, I need to do more research on this. And, you know, we're kind of doing the research as we go about this podcast episode. That's kind of just how I shimmy, how I roll. So just bear with me. Anyways, so. If we are looking for the four distinct categories of adult attachment styles, because there is a difference between adult attachment styles and children and infant and infant mother attachment styles. So again, as mentioned, in, a, in attachment styles in adults, there is four. There's dismissive attachment, there's fearful attachment, there's preoccupied attachment, and then there's secure attachment. And the two that are associated with infant and mother attachment are secure attachment and insecure attachment. And the other ones that were later on, you know, discovered were ambivalent attachment, anxious, anxious avoidant attachment. So, yeah, let's just kind of dive in. Um, 
and see what we learn about this. Um, so first of all, we're going to start off with... Actually, okay, I want to touch base on this because I think it is sort of important and I think it brings up an important question. Um, and maybe if you took entry-level psych or if you took any kind of psych class, like any child development psych psychology course or any like... Um, adolescent psychology or even abnormal psychology any sort of course like that or even like an introduction to behavioral analysis where you talk about behaviorists and types of behaviors and types of reinforcements and patterns anyways whatever you get the gist right um the biggest question i think that we can kind of associate with attachment style is is it nature or is it nurture or is it nature versus nurture um and this is my answer. This is just my answer personally. But I feel like it is a mixture of both because there are certain characteristics and there are certain certain instinctive things that humans are already born with that are innate to our DNA. Um, for example, um, infants, when they are first born, uh, when they are first coming out of the womb, um, what is the one of the first things uh, the doctor says to the mother to do skin to skin contact? Why? Because that is a form of attachment style. They are bonding literally skin to skin because the baby is still thinking that it's in utero. It's still thinking that it is attached to the placenta and it's still thinking that it's swimming around in, in utero. So in order to simulate that um, connection, uh, the doctor will often say skin to skin contact. And also because, you know, the body heat, obviously like the same temperature, the same basal body temperature that the infant had while in utero is not going to be the same as when the infant is out of utero and is in the mother's arms. It's going to be different but we need to try to simulate and recreate that as much as possible so that the infant you know later on develops a healthy attachment style to the mother and it's also able and it's also easier for the mother to be able to breastfeed her baby if she needs to do that or if she can provide the breastfeeding anyways totally different thing when off of a tangent for a little second but you get the gist and it's it's kind of a good example i guess that i gave um anyways is it nature is it nurture it, to me, it's both. I think that we are born with certain characteristics. And I think along the way, along along our lifespan, along our um, trajectory of life, we are developing uh, different coping mechanisms to help us um, survive this life that we are given. You know, fight or flight responses, you know, stuff like that. So I think that and I think we also inherit certain things from our parents that later on we end up either passing along to our children or we see these certain patterns that, you know, our parents used to do that later on we notice that we're doing and we subconsciously do them. Like there's certain behaviors, behaviors and there's certain patterns, patterns and there's certain mannerisms um, and rituals that we do subconsciously without even thinking about it. So... Yeah, it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. Um, I mean, yeah, if we're looking at it from like a sociological standpoint, 
you have to kind of look at, you know, the kind of environment that someone was raised in, their economic status, uh, the resources that were given, um, was there a uh, mom and dad? Was there only mom? Was there only dad? You know, you have to kind of look at all the factors of this. If we're kind of, if we're coming at it from like a sociological, social psychology standpoint. Anyways, um, back to attachment styles. Because <laughs> um, we went off on a little, ta- a little tangent there. Um, hold on. Okay, one quick second. So the first one that we're going to be talking about is dismissive attachment. So according to the APA, I'm going to be saying according to the APA a lot because these are not my words. This is the research that has already been submitted by the APA, and I want to give the most empirical, most research definition slash meaning that I can. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Anyways, dismissive attachment is an adult attachment style that combines a positive internal working model of attachment of oneself characterized by a, a view of oneself as competent competent and worthy of love and a negative internal working model of attachment of others characterized by one's view that others are untrustworthy or undependable. Individuals with dismissive attachment are presumed to discount the importance of close friendships Oh, are presumed to discount the importance of close relationships to maintain rigid self-sufficiency. Compare fearful fearful attachment, preoccupied attachment, and secure attachment. So, let's look at what internal model of attachment means, first of all, just so we can get a better gist of how this relates to dismissive attachment style. So, internal working model of attachment is a cognitive construction or set of assumptions about the workings of relationship relationships such as expectations of support or affection the earliest relationships may form the template for this internal model which may be positive or negative see also attachment theory originally proposed by john balby so it's a cognitive construction or set of assumptions about the workings of relationships such as expectations for support Oh, okay. So basically how this relates to just attachment styles in general is that basically this is the preconceived notion and assumptions about how we are going to be developing um, the certain certain attachment styles and kind of sort of this, the expected criterion expectations that we're going to have in in support in, of um, support and affection because that's that's a huge thing um in attachment styles the kind of support the kind of affection that we're getting if we're not getting enough affection it affects this if we're not getting enough support it affects this you know and there's support and affection comes in many different ways but yeah this is what internal model of attachment says so in dismissive attachment, basically what it comes down to is that this person is very, if you have this attachment style, this person is usually very closed off, um, very scared to 
I guess, initiate close friendships slash close relationships with people. And they kind of sort of keep to themselves just because they don't trust other people. Um, it says, I mean, the, the main key things that we're looking at here is that they sort of, they discount the importance of close relationships to main, maintain rigid self-sufficiency. Yeah, in, a, in, in layman's terms, that means that th this person is typically very closed off, very to themselves. Uh, you can basically describe them as an introvert. They could be introverts. Um, and they uh, also view people as untrustworthy and undependable. Undependable. And... This is kind of sad because I feel like a lot of people later on in life or throughout their lifetime will kind of sort of develop an attachment style like this, especially if they've been in like a series of toxic relationships. I think an attachment style like this could develop because of just like the amount of of support they were receiving the amount of affection the lack of support the lack of affection the cynicalness you know like i feel like the more cynical you know that you are i mean the more likely i feel like you'll develop an attachment style similar to this um essentially they, they just don't trust people they don't find anyone dependable and that's really really sad um i think that it's trust is one of those things that once you violate it, it is very hard to get back. It is extremely hard to get back. You have to do the absolute most when um, trying to, yeah, trust people again. So, yep. All right, we took a little little recess, a little intermission, but we are back. That, what you're hearing right now, it's a little coffee, ASMR. I'm sipping on my coffee right now. Um, yeah, coffee gets me through the day. So if you, if you want, um, if you want to weigh into my heart, just get me some coffee. All right. Anyways, back to <laughs> back to uh, attachment styles. So the second attachment style that we're going to be looking at here is um, fearful attachment. So let's see what the APA tells us about fearful attachment. It says, an adult attachment style characterized by a negative internal working model of attachment of oneself and of others. Individuals with fearful attachment doubt both their own and others' competence and efficacy and are presumed not to seek help from others when distressed. Compare dismissive attachment, preoccupied attachment, and secure attachment. So, basically, these people um, are literally living in fear. If you're someone that has fearful attachment it is um quite hard for you to kind of sort of humble yourself and not ask people for help when you are distressed so like for example if you're going through like a difficult 
if you're going through like a toxic relationship with someone and you are trying to find a way out of it um, and you just feel trapped, you feel enclosed, you feel like your world is closing in and it's crumbling, but you don't want to ask anyone for help because, you know, you sometimes you're, you're kind of like ashamed, you're kind of skeptical and ashamed of what they're going to say. So you are reluctant to seek help when you're distressed, you know, when you're going through like very, very stressful situations. And so it's literally in the name fearful attachment. You are basically living in fear. If you have this attachment, they doubt um, both their own and others' competence and efficacy and are presumed not to seek help from others when So that's what fearful attachment comes down to. That's what it is. Let's move on to the next one. The next level of attachment is preoccupied attachment. Let's see. This is what the APA states. An adult attachment style that combines a negative internal working model of attachment of oneself characterized by a doubt in one's own competence and efficacy and a positive internal working model of attachment of others, characterized by one's trust in the ability and dependability of others. Individuals with preoccupied attachment are presumed to seek others' help when distressed. Compare dismissive attachment, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, basically... They are still very doubtful of their own competence and their own efficacy. And they have a positive internal working model of attachment of others. That means that they are able to attach to others well. Um, But then they rely on one's trust and the ability and dependability on others. So these people are pretty codependent, um, it's safe to say, and they are not afraid to seek others' help when distressed. So these people will ask for help if they are going through something very stressful. They're not afraid to do it, and they'll reach out if they need help. So that's what preoccupied attachment states. I know I'm going through these kind of quickly, but like I said, I kind of want to make this into a series because it's just so large. And I think in our 30 minute segments or even an hour segments, I don't know. I think it would just be better if I make this into a series. So yeah. Anyways, and the last adult attachment style that we are looking at is secure attachment. So the APA states that, okay, here we are, secure attachment. Ah, there's two definitions on here. All right, let's see. Number one, in the strange situation, the positive parent-child relationship in which the child displays confidence when the parent is present, shows mild distress when the parent leaves, and quickly reestablishes contact when the parent returns. Compare insecure attachment. An adult attachment style that combines a positive internal working model of attachment of oneself characterized by a view of oneself as worthy of love, 
and a positive internal working model of attachment of others characterized by the view that others are generally accepting and responsive. Compared dismissive attachment, fearful attachment, preoccupied attachment. Basically, it's in the name. Pretty self-explanatory. These these individuals um, know their worth. They know that they can make attachment with others and they're good at it. They are they have a positive view of others. Um, they are that they are generally accepting and responsive. So they know their worth and they also know and they also view others um, as being accepting and responsive so these people just they kind of have got they kind of have it together they're kind of they are in a healthier mindset about their attachment um this is a much healthier attachment style than the other ones that we were talking about um because they they know they're worthy of love um and it's a positive internal working model of attachment all the other ones that we were talking about are negative <laughs> working models of attachment. Um, so yeah, these people, these people are very secure in themselves, you know. Um, and this, I honestly think that this style of attachment is one that is hard to come by because we could have had this type of attachment style at one point and then something or someone violated our trust violated our space occupied our space did something to disrupt that balance in that piece and caused us to drift away from this attachment style so with all that being said, those are all the four styles of attachment for adults. If you would like me to cover the one for children, let me know. I think I'm going to do that one next week. And I think next week we will go more in debt. So I'm sorry that I was going so quickly on this. But like I said, again, I think if we have just one place where we can really dive deep and do these into like a three or four part series, I think it would be great um, to, you know, really like talk more about these types of attachment styles and how they relate to us, you know? Um, so yeah, those are the four main ones for adults. Um, which one do you identify with? Do I, do you identify with dismissive attachment, with fearful detachment, preoccupied attachment, or secure attachment? What do you think about nature versus nurture? Do you think it's nature and nurture? Do you think na nature versus nurture? Do you think one influences, do you think one has influence over the other? Do you think it's everything encompassed as a whole? Like, let me know your thoughts. Let me know your opinions on that. I would love to know. Um, I would love for you guys to interact with me and give me more feedback. So, uh, let me know. Um, with that being said, guys, I have a podcast number, like I previously mentioned. You could call that number and leave me a voicemail. 
text it. Let me know what you're feeling. If you need advice on something, I have kind of been wanting to do like a little advice session at the end of each podcast episode. So if you would like me to do that, please let me know. We can we can do um, ask Eva at the end of each you know podcast segment if there's time. Uh, of course, there's time. You know, this podcast is as long as I want it to be. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, just like. Let me know. Um, oh, and by the way, the number is 956-278-0720. That is 956-278-0720. One more time. 956-278-0720. So, yeah, if you want to go um, uh, leave me a voicemail, there's also a voice. There's also a link that you can click on at the end of this podcast episode um in the show notes in the description um wherever you're listening to from whether it's spotify apple podcast google podcast whatever um in the little description there's also a link you can click on that will take you directly to the podcast website where you can kind of record a little voice memo there as well if you'd like and i could feature it on the next podcast episode i don't know let me know like if you want to be featured on the podcast like let me know i will not hesitate to put you on you could be the first podcast guest so let a girl know okay um i hope you guys are having a wonderful and beautiful morning day or night whatever time of the day you are listening to this um i hope you guys have a great week I hope you guys are just doing very well and just know that things are very scary and confusing, guys, but I am praying for each and every one of you. I am praying that God moves and works in your lives and that whatever it is that you are going through, you will get through it victoriously. Um, if you guys would like to, you can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I'll put the link below. It is... Um, uh, Ivanovna Lynette underscore. <laughs> I also have another Instagram. Actually, I have three. I have a Finsta and I have a photography account. I will never give out the Finsta. The Finsta is on private. So unless you request me, I will maybe consider letting you see my Finsta. But whatever. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I have a Twitter as well. If you want to feel, follow me on Twitter, it's at simply. Ivanovna. I'll put the link to that as well. Um, yeah, guys, if you have, if you guys have any prayer requests, let me know. I will pray for you. I am praying for you anyways. I'm rooting for you. I want to be that big sister figure for you. Um, I don't know if you're enjoying this podcast. Let me know. Give me a rating on the Apple Podcasts podcast app. Give me a rating because that really, really, really helps the algorithm of the podcast. Um, it helps people know whether or not they want to be listening to this podcast. Um, and it helps people discover my podcast as well. Um, I know a lot of people like listen to my podcast because they see me on Instagram prom promoting it every single Monday. This podcast is coming out every single Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, so set your clocks. That's a noon, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, central standard time. Uh, let's see what else, what else is, what else is going on with me? 
you know what? I think that might be all. Um, I will be posting some stuff on my YouTube channel soon, so be on the lookout for that. Some little covers here and there. Um, if any of you guys would ever like to collaborate with me on a song or a poem or whatever, let a girl know. I am a singer-songwriter as well. I write songs. Um, I have a YouTube channel. I'll put that down below. Yeah, guys, I hope y'all are doing really, really well. I hope y'all are doing the best you can. And yeah, with that being said, go forth, prosper, and God bless. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>